It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Uh, we talked about that exactly this morning. We, you know, frustration sets in. I think you get away from your, you know, your core values and, and, and the code that we set at the beginning of the year. And I think that's human nature. And it's it's because everybody wants to win. And we talked about, you know, just being uh, composed, a team that needs to be more composed, uh, uh, that handles the the adversity you get through the game, whether it's, you know, the bad call the other night, you got to go out and you got to kill that penalty. Or you got nine minutes to go. If you let one in, you got to try and find a way to get back. We didn't do either. Same thing in Vegas when we were control the game and it started getting physical. We lost Cooch and Hurdle and, you know, and then, you know, we didn't get the job done there. So basically it's talking about playing well enough in our last four games against some good hockey hockey teams to win games analytically and, and all the categories. I mean, um, we're, we're, we play good hockey. We just didn't get it done. And it's, it's, it's about, uh, you know, taking a step back today, seeing where we're at, how many games we have our opponents and, and having a, just a good week. We can't think about where we're going to be in the middle of uh, April right now. we got to worry about where we're going to be Sunday with one good uh, week of hockey. And, you know, and things can change quick. Everybody's got a heavy schedule and uh, you got to get on a run. And that's what, really what we're talking about. 25 seconds left in the game. Sharks leading 2-1. to one. Extra skater on for L.A. Kopitar gets it back from Kempe. He's in the right circle. He shoots. It's just wide of a net. Rebound near boards. Back behind the Sharks net. Keeping it going there, Carter. 14 seconds to go. Sharks cannot clear. It's sent across the ice to Doughty. Uh-oh, here he comes. Shooting it, save. Oh, right in front of the empty net. Where is it? It's stopped, and it's knocked away by the Sharks' defense as Jones gets back in time. Another shot, another save, another shot by Ayafato, and Jones makes the save. The game is over, and the Sharks hang on to win. Two to one. All right, good morning, everybody. How are we all doing? I'm sure you're all in a much better mood to be waking up winners And a big part of waking up winners for the San Jose Sharks today is their response to adversity. And what we came into there was Bob Bugner before the game yesterday when he spoke to the media and talked about the response that his team had had over these last four heartbreaking losses before last night and talked about the team's response to adversity. And I thought that was huge of Bugner to do so. And again, this is a credit to Bob Bugner. He has known exactly when to push these buttons, exactly when to get on his guys, when to make these public comments, when to put these words out into the ether. And I don't know that you can make a claim 100% that it quote-unquote worked because you can't immediately make that correlation. But the fact is the Sharks played a very hard game against the Kings last night and they walked away with a win. And you had Martin Jones stepping up with his performance of the year You had Ryan Donato having a great night. You had Logan Couture stepping up. And by the way, shirtless Logan Couture is one of the best things that we've had all year long. And I hope that that becomes a consistent meme now over the rest of the year. Uh, But it was just one of those games where you knew it wasn't going to be easy. And even though the Sharks had the early lead, you did see the Kings push back in this game. 
And you knew at that point it was going to be gut check time for the San Jose Sharks. And it's really easy to identify when a team is not great in the NHL. We can look at the Sharks and say, well, we, we've seen problems in the faceoffs, or we've seen problems with the goalies, or we've seen problems with team defense, or we've seen this, that, and the other thing. But when you identify something as relatively nebulous as your response to adversity, that's not identifying one aspect of your game. That is identifying something deeper that gets to the core of your reality and the core of your identity and maybe saying that we wilt a little bit. And I think that for Bob Bugner to say that, he's not trying to shame his guys or anything like that. He's just letting it be known and he's acknowledging to the media that there has not been a good enough response. And yes, we can talk about calls that didn't go your way or calls that were completely out of nowhere that you don't agree with. But what does not change is how you respond in that moment. And we can look over the course of those previous four games and say with relative honesty that the Sharks did not respond well enough. And that's, it's an unclear bar. There is no definitive answer to what responding well enough in those moments relatively is other than winning the game. If you win the game, you obviously responded well enough to win. And so to me, it was very clear that the Sharks' response over the course of those games was not up to snuff. And so when Bob Bugner made those comments before the game yesterday, I was really curious to see how the Sharks would respond over the course of the game. And it wasn't about the team having some rah-rah moment. It was just watching what was going to happen to the Sharks when the pushback from the Kings came. Because the way that game was going, the type of saves that Jones was making, the way that Jonathan Quick was making big stops. And by the way, watching Jonathan Quick frustrate me in a tight game against the Sharks that's hotly contested. You do get that feeling of what what year is this? What What's going on? But overall, it was 1-1 entering the third. And the Sharks had had a number of bad penalties over the course of that game. And I don't mean that in the sense that I disagree with the call. I meant the Sharks took some bad penalties that they need to not take in those instances. And they went on the kill five times. And much to their credit, in the face of adversity, They responded kill after kill after kill after kill. And in one instance, a kill turned right around and led to a Sharks goal. So that to me was the big time response to adversity in the course of the game that the Sharks were looking for. Now you can say, well, it's one, one entering the third and that's the point of adversity or when the Kings tie it up. And then that's the point. It doesn't matter how we identify what the exact point of adversity was. You can have your thoughts on that. I can have my thoughts on that. I can point to the entire season as a point of adversity for the San Jose Sharks. But we do know that when the Sharks were tested at the critical moments of the game, they passed the test. Now, some of you are going to say they got some puck luck or some of you are going to say LA was on the second night of a back-to-back and all of those points are relatively valid. I'm not going to say that that wasn't a factor, but everything over the course of a season is a factor that leads into every game. Logan Couture has been banged up. Ryan Donato has not been able to buy a goal, and then suddenly in the last couple of games, he's finding the back of the net. The standings don't lie. The schedule is unforgiving, but in every single game, there is a point in which you have the ability to respond, multiple points at which you are called to action, and the Sharks pass that test. And at other points of this year, most specifically in the last four games in which the Sharks played well enough to lose, that response was not happening. And what do we constantly hear from Bob Bugner? He always says that your best players need to play like your best players. You got a goal from Logan Couture last night. You got big-time defensive stops from Eric Carlson. 
I thought that Vlasic had some nice plays. I thought that the Sharks' penalty kill came through. And, of course, Martin Jones, much maligned as we've referenced, but suddenly his game is coming together over the last few games, and he looks like a different guy. He continually came up big for the Sharks over the course of that game. And so when you have things like that happening, you do feel good. You do say, okay, these guys are doing what they need to do. When you have a performance on top of that, like you got from the fourth line of Ryan Donato, of John Leonard, of Curtis Gabriel, it makes it that much more impactful. And what really got me last night was watching that performance from Donato, from Gabriel, from Leonard, and thinking to myself of all the chances they were creating, of the extended offensive zone possession, of the way they were peppering the net, of the way they were making things happen. That is the kind of performance from a fourth line that will get the crowd at SAP Center on their feet and cheering them on. And especially when it's a rivalry game against LA, you can feed off that energy. You can feed off uh, that overall intensity in the building and you can get more of a momentum swing. And there was no one in the building last night. That's what was just so hard for me to see because you want those guys to get that reward. You know that those guys on the fourth line, the expectation is not on them in the same way, but the step up, the rise to the occasion in them last night was the same as it was for the guys on the first line. And that's why it has such an immediate impact, such a visceral impact on the game. And you saw that when those guys were out there, they were gelling together. They were making things happen. Bob Bugner was rewarding their efforts. He saw them have a good shift, gave them a rest, got them right back out there and saw them making things happen again. That's what it takes to win games. We talk often about this idea of a complete 60 minutes from the San Jose Sharks. I don't know that we've seen that as of yet, and I don't know that we are going to see that over the course of the game because, what, they took three penalties in the first period even though they walked away with the lead. I'm not going to say that's good enough for a complete 20 minutes of hockey. It was a period in which you had the lead when it was over, but it wasn't some brilliant bit of hockey. But that returns to the overall theme of being able to rise to the moment and rise to adversity. The Sharks put themselves in bad situations over the course of the first and walked away with the lead. And they put themselves in bad situations in the third period and walked away with the lead, which obviously turned into a win when the final horn blows. Martin Jones is a huge reason of why that happened. And Martin Jones, again, I use the term much maligned because I'm on social media. I see the things that people have been saying about him for the last couple of years, and I hope that he ignores it. And I know that that comes with the pressure of getting a big contract. And I know that we often always want a a guy to be what they were when they were at their peak. And for whatever reason, Martin Jones has not been able to consistently do that for the San Jose Sharks. But as of late, he is doing it once again. He has had huge starts for the Sharks. He's come up big and has not gotten the offensive support. He didn't get the offensive support last night to make his night easier, but he came through with big-time stops and huge performances. And I don't know why it's not there consistently with Martin Jones. I thought that he did. Whenever Martin Jones looks good like he did last night, he comes forward more. He's more aggressive. He comes out of the crease a little bit. He just looks a little bit more aggressive overall, and maybe that's something he's got to get in his head. You know, he makes himself big in the moment. He answers the questions that are being asked of him. And the one goal that he did give up, he had no chance to stop. That one was not on him. But that's the type of effort across the board that it takes for the San Jose Sharks right now. You need your fourth line coming up big. You need your captain scoring goals. You need an offseason acquisition coming up with well-earned goals. You need your goalie to come up with his best effort of the season when he is asked to do so. Because over the course of this season, absolutely nothing has been easy for the San Jose Sharks. 
Bob Bugner very early on in the season identified the need to be able to win those 2-1, 3-2 games. And the Sharks have been in a lot of games like that where they have not been able to win or they have seen them go to an overtime session or to a shootout. Last night, they didn't concede. Last night, they did not falter. Last night, they all collectively rose to the occasion. It wasn't a perfect 60 minutes of hockey by any means, but it was an effort-filled, hard-fought 60 minutes of hockey in which they had to fight and claw for every single thing that they got, but they fought that much harder, and it earned them a win. Both the goals that the Sharks scored were off of deflections, but what did they do? They threw pucks at the net and made something happen, made the Kings react. And I don't know that there's some huge takeaway from that that we're not already aware of, but it just shows you how hard it is for the San Jose Sharks to win, but they still played well enough to win. I mean, that's that's the reality. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to fight and claw for every single goal that you get, for every single point that you get, for every single win that you get. And in terms of what Bob Bugner is trying to do with the culture, in terms of what he is trying to do with the talent that's out there off the ice, you hope that these effort that the Sharks are putting out there will make them hard when all is said and done because you want a hard team that knows how to respond, that knows how to step up to the moment. And you heard Logan Couture talking about it after the game, and we'll get into that a little bit more on the other side, but he clearly pointed out it was not the Sharks' best game. You know, the offense wasn't there. They made some mistakes, obviously, with all the penalties they were taking, but they still found a way to win as opposed to finding a way to lose. And on top of that, there probably is, well, I'm not going to say panic in the dressing room, but there is a little bit of that back-against-the-wall mentality because they see the hole they are staring up at with regards to the standings, but they have to respond. You know, they had to come up big in that game or else they were going to dig themselves that much deeper. And they know that they're not in a good spot right now, but they're trying to take it one game at a time, one segment at a time, one series at a time, however you want to classify it. They're trying to break it down into manageable segments. And I think that also gets back to what Bugner says about simplify. Win the shift, win the period, win the battles, win the game, win the series, climb back one game at a time. Unlikely does not mean impossible. Right now where the Sharks are at in the standings, a playoff berth is unlikely. That doesn't mean that it's impossible, and that doesn't mean that the Sharks are going to look at unlikely and say they are going to stop pushing and stop fighting. If that was the case, they would not have responded the way they did last night against the Kings. When the Kings tied it up, they would have wilted. Or when the Kings peppered the net at the end of the game, they would have found a goal, and the Sharks would have been in overtime. And even if you get up a point, you're still doing yourself no favors, even if you are able to walk away with a win in that instance. But just as it was over the last four games, the effort was there, the fight was there, but this time the Sharks did it well enough to be able to earn two points clean. And if we look big picture in the Sharks' last two games against an opponent that I thought they were better than entering the season, Anaheim, they walked away with wins. I didn't feel that way about Vegas. I didn't feel that way about St. Louis. I felt that way against L.A. And the Sharks came out and beat the Kings because they were supposed to beat the Kings in the sense of who are they better than. The Sharks have not had an easy schedule this year by any means. And so much of it felt like you're playing Vegas as of late or the Blues as of late, a lot of games against Colorado, it's felt like. But the recent history of games for the Sharks in which they have played opposition that is not as good as them, at least as I see it, Anaheim and L.A., they've been able to walk away with wins. And I am in no way saying that that's enough. You have to do much more in the NHL, even in a weird structured season like this, than just beat the teams that you identify as not as good as you on paper. 
You needed to get more wins against Vegas. You needed to get more wins against St. Louis. You needed to get more wins against the Avs. But as I have been pointing to for the last couple of weeks, last night, in my opinion, pointed to a change in the scheduling where the Sharks will have more games against teams that are not those top three in the division, where you will see more of L.A., where you will see more of Phoenix, where you will see more of the Ducks. Upcoming on the schedule, it's one more against L.A., then two at Arizona, then two at home hosting Minnesota. Back out on the road against L.A., home against Anaheim, two at home against L.A., two at home against Anaheim, on the road against Minnesota. Not until the 19th of April do you go up against one of those upper echelon teams in the NHL or in the West Division in Vegas. You have three straight against Vegas at that point, two on the road, one at home. Then you host Minnesota. Then you have two more hosting the Coyotes. And then you get into that four-game set against Colorado to end April and start May before you finish up with two hosting Arizona. The matchups with Minnesota are going to be huge. Absolutely no doubt about that. And they've been one of the clear surprises of the NHL this year. But with more of these games against Arizona, L.A., Anaheim, this is the Sharks' opportunity to make a charge up the standings. And what we said from day one of this season is that when all is said and done, you want the Sharks vying for that fourth spot in the West. That would be a sign of success. You're not going to be better than Vegas. You're not going to be better than Colorado. You're not going to be better than St. Louis. Minnesota has come out of nowhere, but that doesn't mean the Sharks can't have a second half with a friendlier schedule that puts them in a battle with Minnesota. But I don't want to overlook the fact that they're also going to be battling with the Kings, who are ahead of schedule with their rebuild and feel like they have a shot as well. And Arizona is only a point back of the Kings right now as well. So hold on to your butts, everyone. I think it's going to be a wild ride to the finish. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we will get into post-game reaction from Bob Bugner, Logan Couture, Ryan Donato, and Martin Jones. You're listening to Morning Tide. Coors Light wants to help you catch a Sharks game from the best seats in the house. Just share a photo of your Sharks at-home game setup to sjsharks.com slash home ice for a chance to win Coors Light Silver Seats tickets, Sharks gear, and more. Winners will be chosen weekly. So post a pic showing how you watch the Sharks to sjsharks.com slash home ice today. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. 1-1 the score, 16-20 to go in the third, and San Jose starting to move it out. Here comes Donato with speed down the right, carries into the L.A. zone, walks behind the net, holds it back in, score! Ryan Donato slips it through traffic and gets it by Jonathan Quick. That is a huge goal for Donato and the Sharks, who take the 2-1 lead with 16-12 left in the third. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked him there. I liked that line there. Um, you know, put in a proper, you know, in a proper positioning. You know, I thought they were, uh, um, they gave us exactly what we needed uh, at the right time in the game. That was uh, a big couple shifts they had at the end of the second period. I thought it gave us a little momentum going into the, uh, you know, into the dressing room. Uh, and of course, the uh, the wraparound goal, um, you know, the winning goal. I thought that uh, um, 
you can get that kind of uh, you know performance out of your fourth line. You got Gabe's uh, sitting there and and and, and uh, you know getting in the scrap and fighting and, and finishing his hits. And Johnny had you know some good plays. Yeah, I believe Johnny hit the post as well. So um, you know that that line helped us uh, um, huge in the win tonight. That was Bob Bugner talking about that fourth line of Ryan Donato, John Leonard, and Curtis Gabriel coming up big with emotion-filled performances over the course of that game against LA. He talked about those big shifts that they played. At the end of the second period, he talked about that wraparound goal from Ryan Donato. Like we saw, Leonard was robbed on a couple of occasions. There was one, I believe, really good save from uh, Quick, and then another one he alluded to when there was uh, hitting a the, hit the post. But that's exactly what you need, right? I mean, you need everyone to come up with big contributions. You always need your best players to be your best players, but it's that much more impactful when on top of that, you get third and fourth line production. And it doesn't always have to show up in terms of what you see on the box score, but in terms of the impact they're having on the game, are they making things happen? Are they keeping the pressure on? Are they causing an emotional response? And I think that A, not only did they produce by putting a goal in the net, but they also put forth a performance that the rest of the team reacted to and responded to, and I think that they wanted to play up to that level. And I think that Ryan Donato in particular, so much of what's going to happen for the Sharks over the next couple of weeks here, I think he's going to be a huge part of it. And I've watched his game with the team so far this year, and it's just felt like potential, potential, potential. It's kind of been a bit of a tease, right? I felt like when he first came onto the Sharks, those first couple of games, his effort was what really stood out to you. His fearlessness, willing to go into the hard spaces, willing to take shots and hustle, and his game was smart. And then it just felt like he got into a rut where his game wasn't being rewarded. But now he is finding the back of the net. He is finding ways to make more contributions. He was getting assists over the course of that, but you need Ryan Donato to score if he's going to live up to that expectation. But now that you are seeing those things happen, right, you are seeing his game start to come to life a little bit more. The timing couldn't be better. I mean, sure, it would have been better if he had netted goals earlier in the season, but those games are over and done with. If it's happening in the here and now, if it's impactful in today's game or the next game or the game after that, it doesn't ultimately matter what happened previously. It matters if he is able to step up to the moment now. And I feel like Ryan Zanotto is stepping up to that moment. Another guy stepping up to that moment, Martin Jones. We're underway in the third period. Here come the Kings trying to take the lead now. It's a stick-handling move by Dustin Brown into the shark zone, but he's ridden off the play. Nice check by Logan Couture. Kopitar recovers, throws in front. Quick shot by Ayafato, and that's a great save by Martin Jones. And what a laser-like bit of concentration there by Kopitar under pressure to steal that play and make a perfect pass in front as the Sharks get called for icing right after that. And that was Martin Jones on the night, just coming up with big save after big save after big save after big save. And that's exactly what you need your goalies to do. You don't have to be perfect. You need to come up with the big stops. However, a couple you need to pull out of your you-know-what, but that's what it takes in the NHL, and that's what we've seen Martin Jones do before. Head coach Bob Bugner. You know, I thought he played excellent. Um, you know, I thought that uh, um, he 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 gave us a great chance to win, which we did. And I thought that uh, he made some big saves at the right time. And, um, you know, his last few starts have been pretty strong and pretty solid. And uh, um, it's nice to see that, you know, we talked about how big this week is and, and, you know, hopefully having some success and waking up, uh, um, you know, Sunday morning in a, you know, in a, in a, in a closer spot than we, than we started the week. And uh, we're going to need goaltending for that. I think that, uh, um, 
you know, right now, offensively, we've got to find ways to get into this three, four and five goals a game like we were doing before. But, uh, you know, as as you get down this last half of games, everybody's tightening up. Um, you know, everybody's playing their big boys a little more and every point's so valuable. So, um, you know, you're going to have to be prepared to win some two, one, three, two games. And to do that, you need good goaltending. And if we get that from Jonesy, um, you know, that's a, it's a good sign. And this has been the desire all along, right? You wanted to have whether it was Dubnik or whether it was Jones in net to give you a big time performance. It wasn't a one and two or a and B option. It was one in one a as the desired outcome of your goalie situation. And maybe that's a little bit of what we're getting now. You know, Dubnik has been more moved into that role of number one. And in that time, we've seen more of a response from Martin Jones, his last three starts since he has been taken out of the number one role have been a much better version of Martin Jones. And Bugner was asked maybe a little bit about the change that he's seen in Jones game. Technically, I think he's, uh, um, you know, he's playing bigger in his net. I think he's, uh, he's coming out a little more, um, you know, and top of that, you know, trying to get to the top of that blue paint. And, um, you know, I think that's helping his game. I know that, uh, you know, he's been working hard at, uh, making uh, uh, the proper adjustments. And I just, you know, for me, it's, you know, I'm not a goalie guy, but, you know, the, getting the save you need at the right time of the game. And he did that. Uh, um, there was a big save he made in the third period that uh, things could have been different. And, uh, you know, those are those are turning moments. And Jones was asked after the win about what the change has been for him over the past three games. Well, we, we've been playing a lot better. I, I, if you look at, uh, you know, we went through some of our, analytics today and you know we, we are playing a lot better so that helps and and I've felt really good the last last few games I'm just trying to uh focus on playing I'm just trying not to think too much out there and much credit to Martin Jones he never gets too high and he never gets too low I've seen him respond to the media after wins almost exactly the same way he does after a loss I think that you can tell that he he feels it a little bit more and wears it a little bit more when there is a loss but he doesn't come out after a game and really act like he's feeling himself when he's at a performance like he did last night. I mean, that was easily Martin Jones' biggest performance of the year, and it arguably was the Sharks' best performance that they've had from a goalie this year. It was the same Martin Jones, and the captain weighed in on Jones as well. Um, he, he squared every shot right now, and he's in that zone. Um, you know, everything that uh, that he's seeing, he's stopping. You know, the, the one tonight, he just he, the one that went that beat him, he just couldn't pick it up. Through a through a, I think a few guys or a screen or something, but uh, everything else that uh, that he saw, he stopped and he uh, he's confident. He looks good in the net. So we gave a few too many chances, um, but he uh, he made some big time saves for us. Also coming up with a big time performance for the Sharks last night was their penalty kill. LA had five power play opportunities and they walked away with zero goals. That is a huge huge performance from the Sharks PK. You obviously don't love seeing them take that many penalties, but at the same time, they were able to get the stops they needed. Bob Bugner. Well, you know, I think it starts with winning some draws, which we did, uh, making them go 200 feet. Um, you know, I think uh, we've, I thought we had good sticks on our penalty kill tonight. You, you know, we talked a lot about that. They're a team that could see me. There's a team that can go, uh, you know, we call it through and through to the back door. They're looking for that. They're looking for high tips and they're, they're, they're good teams, seconds and thirds around the uh, around our net, and you have to be heavy and you got to be underneath their stick. You got to be prepared to battle once that shot's taken because they collapse hard. Um, you know, and I thought we did a good job of being inside and, and uh, you know, even the five on six at the end. And there's a couple of plays that uh, um, earlier in the second period that they had open nets on. Um, but we seem to be there and we seem to be heavy on our sticks. So those are things I talked about. We talked about on the penalty kill tonight. 
Yeah, the face-offs are huge, right? The Sharks won the face-off battle last night, 57%. In particular, Tomas Hurdle. He won 18 of the 23 face-offs he saw. And when he was out with the coronavirus, if there was one area that they truly missed him, it was in the circle. We always respond to points, right? We look at the goals, we look at the assists, we look at things like that. It's the other aspects of the game where a guy's absence hurts that much more. And much to Tomas Hurdle's credit, I felt like he has definitely made a big-time impact since he's been back on the ice for the Sharks. And then just you look overall big picture, the Sharks needed this one. Last week was full of heartbreak. And I know that's maybe a little bit hyperbolic on my end. I know that the guys in the dressing room are not heartbroken, but they get pissed off. They get frustrated. You want your efforts to equal wins. And the Sharks were putting forth good efforts. It was ultimately not good enough. For the Sharks to step up last night to get that win, to beat a rival, to start the climb at a point right now where we view the schedule as being a little bit more friendly, that had to have a little bit of a positive effect for the team and their overall mentality, right? Ryan Donato. I mean, it's huge. I mean, uh, I think we've had some games where we've obviously left some points on the table, and tonight uh, we didn't want to have that continue. And uh, I mean, we play in a good team tonight, a team that's hot, and uh, obviously there's things that we need to do a little bit better, but uh, I think we played an overall good game, but if we can score a couple more goals, usually uh, things will go a little bit easier. And if we could play defensively like that, I mean, we're going to have a lot of good games. If you continue having Ryan Donato step up and perform like the way he has as of late, you're going to have a lot of good games. Same can be said about Martin Jones. Same can be said about the PK. Same can be said about the overall play the Sharks have been putting forward. I mean, what we've seen from the Sharks since the start of that series against the Ducks There haven't been moments where you say, oh, this is awful hockey. It's just been hockey that's been not good enough, which has led to the overall frustration, I think, that you've seen with the team. But they bounce back. They got a big win against L.A., and it sets up an even bigger game on Wednesday night, which I believe is nationally televised, or I heard them alluding to that on the broadcast. So it's going to have that much more pressure. It's going to have that many more eyes on it. And I'm excited because the Sharks and the Kings on national TV, there is something that just feels good and right about that overall. But that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will see you all on Thursday morning for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.